According to a new report from the New York Times, Melania Trump is furious over the fact that Donald Trump has basically hired the bargain bin of attorneys to represent him. Specifically, and more accurately, she came to this revelation during the E. Jean Carroll assault and defamation trial that took place back in May. And what happened was that Melania was watching the deposition that Donald Trump took, you know, the one where he thought the picture of E. Jean Carroll was actually a picture of his ex-wife, Marla Maples. And that's not what made Melania mad. According to this report. No, no, no. She was mad that Trump's lawyers didn't object more. She was mad that the lawyers weren't, you know, fighting harder for her husband. Now the report says that Melania never believed E. Jean Carroll's story at all. She thought it was skeptical that she couldn't remember the exact date that the assault took place. And Melania rightfully. So I will add was like, why are these lawyers not, not pushing that? Why are they not objecting? Why are they not doing the things that a good lawyer would do? And Melania, who, as we know, much like myself has no legal training at all, but even she's looking at these people wondering what the hell are they even doing? Why are they there? If they're not going to do their job, why are they not? Why are you still paying them? Again, she wasn't mad at Donald for any of this. And to be honest, I think in this particular instance, her anger should have been directed at him, right? You, you don't need to worry about the legal team. You need to worry about your husband's behavior. And of course, what that jury found. And on top of that, you should be worried about what the judge recently ruled and said, Hey, you can quibble over the terminology all you want, but that jury basically said that you did uh, assault her, but you know, a different word starts with an R and it's only four letters. Uh, that's what Melania should be mad at. But for a second though, let let's take a look though at her anger towards Trump lawyers, because I agree with her. Listen, this was Trump's case to lose, right? E. Jean Carroll had a massive uphill battle. Now saying that, please understand. I believe every word that she said, as did the jury. So her and her legal team made their case expertly. However, without any surveillance footage, without any actual hard evidence, without any witnesses to the event itself, Trump's legal team should have been able to dismantle that case, like top to bottom, not because E. Jean Carroll was lying, but because she couldn't prove it and they still lost. So I get her anger towards the lawyers totally do because yeah, y'all really should have been able to win that case. Again, no offense to E. Jean Carroll. I believe her and I'm glad she won, but I mean, a, a 30 year old case with no evidence, come on. I mean, a first year law student would have been able to win that case. Let's be real about that. But again, Melania shouldn't waste her time being mad at the lawyers. She should be mad at her husband for doing these things. The jury found that he did it. They found him liable for it. He still has to face her in court again for another defamation lawsuit. He's being indicted. He's got 71 counts against him already and two more indictments heading down the pipelines. One in Georgia, one in Jack Smith, maybe be angry at that guy because it's his behavior 
that put him in the situation where he has to hire the crappy lawyers. So don't be mad at the end result. Be mad at the guy who put these events in motion to begin with. And that's your husband. Giuliani made an admission in a court filing this week that absolutely destroys his only possible legal defense in the upcoming defamation trial that he is facing from two Georgia election workers, uh, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. And I've told uh, their story plenty of times, both here and over at Ring of Fire. So I don't need to get into all the backstory on that at this point. But here's what happened. Giuliani and his legal team made a court filing this week because they're trying to prevent Giuliani from having to turn over all of his records. So in lieu of turning all that stuff over, the lawyers and Giuliani file this motion that basically says, you know what? All of these false claims that they're saying I said about them, you know what? I said them. I, I said the lies. I did these things, but it was totally constitutionally protected for me to attack these two women who, by the way, the filing says they haven't suffered any damages from anything that I said or anything that the third party said who I told this information to. But yeah, I said it. What are you going to do? Um, but the, the jury is going to end up finding you guilty is what's going to happen. Rudy, you just admitted to the one thing that the lawsuit's all about. Now, Giuliani's lawyers have tried to, you know, walk it back already. Cause like, he didn't admit that he did it. He just didn't contest when the court said he did it. So it wasn't actually an admission. It was just not a denial that he said it. It's, it's a legal matter, not a factual matter is what his idiot lawyers said. Now, Giuliani himself, of course, is a lawyer. At one point he was a, a renowned lawyer, a prosecutor, taking on the mob. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe somebody else was actually trying those cases and Giuliani just put his name on it because this is one of the dumbest things I have ever seen in a court filing ever. When you're being sued for an alleged activity, don't go to court and file a motion saying, Hey, that activity that I'm being sued for. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> kind of kills every possible legal defense you could have. But let's break it down a little bit more, right? He says his speech is constitutionally protected. That that's that's just plain stupid. No, no it's not. Defamation, slander, libel are not protected forms of speech. These women were not public figures, so they don't have that very high bar to clear. So right off the bat, your initial claim that this speech was constitutionally protected where you accuse these two women of, you know, at one point basically doing drugs, uh, th that, that didn't happen. And that's not protected. You can't just make these claims up about random citizens and make them infamous when all they did was go to work that day. Like, no, that is 100% not protected. Secondly, your claim that these women didn't suffer any damages. Well, that's what the trial's about because according to these women, they have, they have received numerous death threats. I, I imagine it's probably difficult for them to, to obtain work at this point when you have smeared their names all across conservative media, that that's probably not going to bode well for them in job interviews. So yes, you have limited their future employment prospects 
by dragging their names through the mud. And that is a damage in a defamation lawsuit as are, by the way, the death threats. So I, who has no legal training whatsoever, just dismantled the only two remaining arguments that you had because you already admitted you did it. So I, you know, they don't have to prove that you did it. You've now admitted through this filing that you did it. All they have to do at this point is show damages. So if they have emails, text messages, posts online, which do exist by the way, I mean, you can find them, um, of people threatening these two women case closed. You're done, Rudy. You're done. That's how stupid your filing is. And these women are going to put you through the ringer. They've already done it with one conservative media outlet who settled for an undisclosed amount of money because the case against them was rock solid. The same thing's going to happen to you. Oh, and by the way, making the admission that, okay, yeah, I did it. Now I don't have to turn over all of my documents. You've already been sanctioned by the judge for not turning over these materials. You've been admonished. You've been threatened. You've had 18 months since the lawsuit was filed to turn these things over. I don't think going into court and being like, yeah, I did it. Now I don't have to turn anything over. I don't think that's going to work either. So there you go. You're making a lot of really, really stupid moves and it's going to cost you tremendously by the time this thing reaches its verdict. In a recent post on Truth Social, where Donald Trump accused Jack Smith and the DOJ of election interference, he told them, look at the polls, you know, look at the polls, look at how great I am doing in the polls, because that proves that you bringing these cases against me now is nothing more than election interference because you're doing it at the height of my popularity. Well, unfortunately for Donald Trump, Pew Research Center has in fact looked at the polls because that is what Pew does. And they have now released a new poll tracking your popularity over the last year, you know, right before we reveal, uh, not we revealed, but right before the FBI went down to Mar-a-Lago to get their classified documents back and your popularity among Republican voters has fallen nine points in the last 12 months. So last July, again, right before the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago and we learned about the documents case and all of that before Jack Smith was appointed special prosecutor, basically the only legal problem Trump had at that point was the investigation taking place in Georgia. And it was in its infancy at that point. So nobody really knew what was going to happen. So Donald Trump was flying high in July of 2022. And, uh, his approval rating among Republicans was 75%. Now this July, after 12 months of scandals and missteps and horrible media appearances and rallies, Donald Trump's approval rating among Republicans has now fallen to 66%. Now two thirds of the party still approving of you is pretty big, but it's a nine point drop from where you were at this point last year. Not to mention the fact that your unfavorable rating in the Republican party has creeped up seven points since this time last year, it was 25% last year, unfavorable right now, 32% unfavorable Biden. Meanwhile, has also suffered a bit of a drop in his popularity. He's dropped four points since this time last year, but a four point drop is a hell of a lot better <laughs> than a nine point drop. 
Not to mention among the public in general, 63% of Americans have of all political affiliations have an unfavorable opinion of Trump, an increase from 60% last year. So it's not just that your popularity is falling among Republicans, even though you still get a majority approving of you. It's that the public as a whole, 63% say, I do not approve of this guy. And here's why that matters. Donald Trump is the Republican front runner and barring any weird things, which we still have two indictments coming against him. And that could hurt him tremendously because these are bigger and far more serious than the indictments he's already had. But let's say his poll numbers hold steady. All poll numbers that he has negative, positive, all of it. Let's say they hold steady and he wins that Republican nomination. Republicans are then saddled with a presidential candidate that 35% of the party says, I hate this guy. I, I don't want to vote for him. 63% of the country says, I hate this guy. I don't want to vote for him. So basically you've got all the Democrats, you've got nearly all of the independent and no political affiliation voters that say, I hate you and I won't vote for you. And then you've got your own Republican party where a third of them say, I hate this guy. You can't win an election with those numbers, even against Biden, whose popularity is not great. I mean, 50% of Democrats say we, we don't want him. We want somebody else, but not the other two people running. We want some, we want a fourth option. But Democrats know all too well what happens when you put up an unpopular presidential candidate, somebody with an approval rating underwater because they did it in 2016. And even though Hillary Clinton had a higher favorability rating than Donald Trump did, she was still underwater and you had people switching parties, you know, voting third party, you had them simply not voting at all. And just, you know, tens of thousands of people doing that, not even hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands cost her that election with the electoral college. So Trump could be in the same situation that Hillary Clinton was in, in 2016. Most people don't like him. A third of his own party doesn't like him. So he can talk about crushing it in the polls all he wants but he's ignoring the polls that actually matter. And those polls are telling him very clearly and very loudly, you can not win a general election. And by the way, having somebody that unpopular at the top of the ticket is absolutely going to hurt Republicans in all down ballot races too. So not only is Trump going to lose if he's their nominee, but him being the nominee for Republicans is probably going to cost the Republican party, the house and the Senate as well. So silver linings all around, I guess, if, and that's a big if, these numbers hold steady for the next year and a half.